Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. Heard it, worked it, logged it. It is time to get the transceiver that is best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. Visit icomamerica.com amateur and make the most out of contest season. And LDG. LDG makes small, lightweight tuners ideal for portable and emergency operations. Some can operate on internal batteries for months of normal use, making them easy to carry, install, and use in the field. Visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Hey guys, it's Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel K Zero STH Christian here in Missouri, and welcome to 100 Watts and Wire. A bit of a field recording this week. I'm actually uh, out in the old wooden shed, and if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know about this shed. It's not the uh, shed that's been burglarized. That's on the edge of my property. Last week, I told you guys about uh, being robbed. Our garage was robbed early in the morning. It was a Tuesday morning after I left for work. And I want to thank those of you who have reached out with different solutions and uh, concerns. Certainly a great deal of empathy out there. Uh, in the audience, and I appreciate that. And all the tips. You've given me lots of um, safety tips and ways to secure uh, the buildings and that sort of deal. Anything from cameras to guns to uh, exterior lights, it's all good and very helpful to me. You may hear a little bit of rain falling. Um, It's a nice, steady, soaking rain. And uh, I guess we needed it. I, I can tell you why we need it. Because I've been working on this VHF UHF project. Now I'm going to the other side of the shed to look out. Uh, it's just a little too wet to be taking the phone out there at the moment. Oh, but I got myself one of these um, big size masks from MA- MFJ. I can't remember the numbers. Everything MFJ does is with a number, and it's one of the beefiest push-up fiberglass mask they have and I don't know the number and I needed something you know that could get me up there and let me go ahead and tell you I understand working VHF UHF that you know if you're going to do this like they really do it you probably want to get yourself a tower you know maybe a microwave or a beam and work these weak signal you know stations I get it. I totally get it. I'm not there yet. This is not the, uh, this dude's got everything. Let me brag about that and just set it off the way I'm going to set it off. And it'll be great all the time right out of the box. I got to tell you, I don't know dick about VHF UHF. I think I came to amateur radio 
you know, of course I got an HT, but I've got an HT that had uh, the ability to also scan. It could also uh, hit repeaters and that sort of thing, which is cool. But it also did D-Star. And so I wanted to buy... This goes back into, you know, I'm not a rich man. And these companies aren't just giving me stuff. I buy things because I want to be able to speak freely about it. So when you do that, if that's your philosophy, then you're waiting. I think there is a, a misunderstanding uh, that everybody who's producing content in the ham radio realm is getting free gear. And that could be true in other people's cases. For me, it's not because if you, you know, I don't do the unboxing videos. I am not beholden to sponsors. You get it, right? I buy the stuff that I use. I work with sponsors that I use and that I've tried, and it has worked for me, right? So one thing I like about MFJ, there are several products that I do like. And um, the mast, you know, they're something that I really like. Um, they're sturdy, they're beefy, they've changed the way they've done their clamps. I used to have to do a like a liquid nails type of deal to secure these clamps in place. Um, now they're, they've moved on to something different. Uh, they are made in China. Um, before you balk at that, I think they've actually improved them. I mean, the old ones may have been made in China too. Um, and I like the old ones. It's, it's all good. It's all, is it working for you, man? That's what this is all about. Does it work for you? And so the masks have served me well. They come in different sizes. You know, the one you put in your truck may not be the right size. Uh, and you might have something bigger, you know, stored somewhere else, you know, for field day, something like that. So I've got a couple different sizes. And I, I went with one of these beefier ones because I'm leaving it outside for the first time in my life for this VHF UHF station. I'm going to be living a mass that's, you know, a push-up telescoping mass outside. I don't know how it's going to do or when the hardware is going to rot out. I'm going to just give it a shot. Getting back to not having the most ideal setup, well, I've got that. I'm not going to be up super high. I'm not going to be up on a, I won't have a beam. I won't have a microwave. I won't be, you know, the most ideal for VHF, UHF like ballers those guys who are taking it really seriously are doing it in a much different way you know for me i'm lucky if i'm up 30 35 feet um, i'm putting a comet antenna a comet c-o-m-e-t antenna i think it's number 98 it's a tri-bander um, it's going to connect to an ICOM 9700, which is a radio that's way, way beyond my understanding right now. It just is because, again, I have no experience with UHF, VHF. Um, but I'm interested in it, okay? So I got this big old radio, this badass radio, and, uh, you know, a not ideal situation for what the real ballers are out there doing. In it. But I don't need all that. I need to first jump in to learn, you know, how to use this radio, how to get an antenna up, you know, 35 feet or so. I want to be able to hear what's going on locally. I want to be able to get out uh, when it's time. So uh, I'm going to try the Comet. I think the number is uh, 98. 
it's pretty pretty tall vertical up you know on top of this MH, uh, uh, MFJ uh, mast and I want to really tell you about this cable I'm using that I found uh, John Amadeo from Last Man Standing the executive producer spoke to me because they're using a similar setup that I'm using and I was like hey hey he was like hey and he was like you look with the cable You've got these end connectors, and I looked at the end connectors, and I'm like, oh, and, and you need uh, a certain amount of tools to put them on. And it looks, you know, it looks difficult. I, I look forward to trying it. Uh, but on a time schedule for me, I was like, you know what, um, what do you think? And, you know, we, we tend to go and buy cable and things from the same places, but word of mouth is very good too. He turned me on to a company called ABR Industries, Alpha Bravo Romeo Industries, ABR Industries. And they can build cable to suit the length. Now, I couldn't put this cable up on my house. It's it's a bit of a story, but aesthetically it isn't, you know, with all due respect to Comet, um, any antenna up on top of this roof right now is not going to be... Uh, ideal for me so I have to run it out to the antenna garden which is a bit of a stretch and I understand there's a lot of loss there uh, as well but I've took this uh, LMR 400 got uh, the ABR folks to uh, assemble one for me put it together they sent it out and uh, signed sealed delivered I buried this thing and getting back to full circle telling you that it, it is dry here now I went to bury this thing about a week and a half ago. This show was supposed to happen a week ago. Uh, but because, you know, I was robbed, it kind of took my attention uh, away. And uh, it is the intersection of life and amateur radio, so this is where we are today. I went to bury this cable, and it would have been better doing it today. I can tell you that, brothers and sisters. Back then, it was dusty, and it was a lot of, a lot of work. The ground was just kind of crunchy and crackly. But that's what we're running here from the house, uh, the ICOM 9700, a beautiful little radio. If you're familiar with the 7300, and no, I did not get that radio for free either. That's not how it works. It's just not how it works. And uh, we use the cable from ABR Industries out and up this mast from MFJ, which has a really thick, it's like probably three inches from the base and then does the telescoping up uh, so it, it does have a, a bit of mm to it I couldn't extend it all the way up I think it's 50 feet or 51 feet but I can't use all that because I need to affix the antenna to it uh, up high so you need at least an inch and a half up there um, but like I said, doing fine. I don't know anything about it, man. It's it's hard. The learning curve is steep. And um, right now I'm just waiting. I need a triplexer, uh, which will connect to the main feed line and then connect to the back of the ICOM radio, uh, giving me the three-band possibility. I put it on. I scan. I hear some stuff. You know. But right now, you know, I've 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 come to amateur radio in a way where it's HF. Uh, first and I learned more about HF and I love HF and I get the digital modes um, and I know some VHF UHF guys and girls 
who just love it. And that is what this hobby is to them. I thought I'd take a dip. Uh, so that's where we are in my learning. Uh, I'm not very sophisticated with my understanding. All right, that's where we are. I'm catching you up on my latest project, and I'm, I wanted to get the cable in the ground before the weather breaks uh, and just have that done. And, you know, so we're up there. I've got it between a couple of trees. It's not really touching a tree. Um, it's a couple of these scrub kind of, uh, you know, I live out in the woods, so these two trees... At some point, they may have to go. Here comes a little bit more rain. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, I was planning on doing a hike with you guys, um, uh, but the rain would just uh, ruin, ruin the phone. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Neil's here this week. WB9VPG is going to tell us a little bit more about youth and amateur radio. and uh, So we'll take care of that. Uh, next, we'll come back, and there, there were a couple of questions that I want to address that have been coming this way, so let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about all this next. Whether you say 7.3 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 watts and a wire. Brothers and sisters of the Hamily, make the most out of contest season with one of these ICOM radios. How about the IC7610? The SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. Dual DigiSelect RF direct sampling system, an independent dual receiver, and let's not forget the IC7300. Changing the way entry-level HF is designed. Visit icomamerica.com amateur to learn more about all ICOM radios. And ABR Industries. Struggling to find the right coax for your equipment? ABR Industries can help you find the right solution that won't break your piggy bank. We offer professionally terminated assemblies using high-quality PL259, N-Type, SMA, BNC, and many other connectors. Custom lengths and specialized labeling is available too. All products are individually tested and most orders ship within one to two days. For more information, visit abrind.com or call 713-492-2722. Back to Net Control with Christian K0STH. I also wanted to mention, I'm going to venture out here. I don't care if I get wet. I just uh, would prefer my phone and this microphone not get soaked, so may sound a little bit different this segment. I also may uh, slip and bust my ass, and if that happens, that's just part of it. That's just uh, part of it. I mentioned earlier that people were writing about the break-in, um, and, and the responses that I've had have been as diverse as amateur radio itself. I mean, I've had both sides of the gun debate don't go crazy, don't buy in it, don't don't believe the hype, you don't need to have all the, you know, the weapons. And then I've had, get you a get you a get you and uh, you'll be fine. Um, it's all appreciated. It's all, it's all interesting. It's all important how people defend. And this day and age, though, you wonder how... Uh, I'll start breathing hard now. I know that that doesn't. Uh, it gets the ladies going a little bit. Some of the fellas too. That's okay. 
it's all good. It's understood. Uh, some people don't like when I do, uh, when Steve, WG0, um, OT goes on his trail hikes and he's huffing and puffing up those uh, hills for the soda activations. But yeah, you know, just deal with it, y'all. Just deal with it. We're out here trying to uh, enjoy a break in the weather. But uh, anywho, in this day and age with multiple cameras and and I'm doing it right now, I'm looking for a footprint. I'm looking for things in the woods, signs in the woods. You know, I'm, I uh, am a city guy. I, was, I grew up in was born in Baltimore and got the chance to come out and um, live in the country, kind of preserve and protect the land uh, that was in my wife's family. Um, and we decided to do that. And so now, you know, I'm a full-on country boy. We're splitting wood, doing all, all the things we do, kind of in that homesteading sense. In this day and age, it's so hard to imagine anybody would be breaking into anybody else's stuff with cameras and guns and everything just cameras alone i know it's a deterrent and uh but it's i don't know i think it's a bigger issue that i i won't get into here you just can't solve it by throwing any particular defense at it i mean you're gonna have desperate people it seems like all the time now we're gonna have people that are desperate and the more desperate they become uh, the less inclined they are to worry about your defenses. That's a bit of a rant, but here I am out by the antenna garden, and uh, we're, we're behind it uh, toward the north side at the moment. But anyway, I wanted to thank the people who, who did contact me and were like, you know, my parents had an issue, or I live in the country as well. We had a couple of people do such and such. Uh, we got a tree down here. That's good. We'll process that and we'll, be, we'll burn that next season. That's what we'll do. A lot of times the winds come out of the north here and whip through the woods and take things down. But uh, there you go. Not to beat the uh, burglar alarm, but it is interesting to see what's out there. Uh, you know, uh, between the cameras and the Wi-Fi type of cameras now, and they send, uh, they send images to you. You monitor. Met a guy who monitors every room of his house. So bless his heart, he's a Vietnam veteran. And uh, he's got a gun in every room, and uh, he watches. You know, it's kind of sad in a way, but I get it, man. These are the kind of guys that can't sit with their back to the door or back to a wall. And uh, but he gave me some good advice. You know, he gave me some. I, t- I was taking a little bit of advice from whoever would give it to me, and uh, and. Uh, so anyway, it's a thank you to who all listened to that show and uh, contribute it in some way and, and uh, giving me some good information. Okay, friends, Neil is here. Uh, Neil, Neil is a teacher, he's a chemistry teacher in Indiana. And uh, he's one of the first cats that I met in amateur radio. Nice, sweet guy. And... Uh, I figured, you know, he, he would know how to get to the next generation. Some of my pet peeves, you know, and there's a program already called Youngsters on the Air, and I just think that the term youngster is, uh, not only does it make us sound old, it just makes them sound so far away from us. 
that I just don't like youngster, the word youngster, but I understand there's a program. He knows how to get to the youth. He talks to them. He's got a school club. And I thought, you know, maybe one of the questions I get very often is how do we, how do we reach the next generation? How do we, how do we, you know, pass this on and how do we keep it alive? And I, you know, a big part of me feels that a lot of hams just don't care. They just care about themselves. They care about now. And uh, that's it. It's kind of like, you know, whatever to them. And then I feel there are people who genuinely care what happens. And for me, I've told you many times before, you know, for me, you, you've got to keep the, uh, the kids. The kids are going to come. I think the kids are going to come, especially the ones with uh, white skin. They're going to come and they're going to find this. And if they do, I think they'll grab onto it like they always have. We need to reach out to women and people of color. And if that sketches you out, if that, those make you cringe, then that's something that you need to think about. That's more about you than reality, so think about it. And uh, maybe if we can reach those two demographics, we can expand. You know, people get upset just about, I'm sorry, Neil, I got Neil in the wings. He's just waiting while I'm ranting. We've got people worried about expanding privileges. You know, can't give a tech, can't give them technicians some some bitches access to no chip. Oh, I tell you what, I've got a, an extra class license. I go to operate on 75 meter phone. I met with resistance. Doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what. I have. They're giving me grief, breaking my balls. How much power are you running? Well, I'll drop a gallon on your head and we'll talk about it. But in the early days, it ran people off. Makes you feel, it's like you're not really wanted around here. Get off my, you know, it's a, it's a whole thing, man. Now look, I haven't sat and explored all the options to expanding technician license. You know, for me, I actually wish I would have spent a little more time knowing VHF, UHF. Uh, my goal was to get on HF as fast as I could. Get an HF, uh, HF station. HFS is actually a uh, radio station in the uh, Washington area, WHFS. If I would have had a VHF UHF understanding, maybe I wouldn't be so handicapped now. Now I feel like, what do you do? But I think most technicians start out in that, get an HT, get on uh, VHF UHF, learn some things, get out there, and next thing you know, you kind of graduate to HF. And then you're, then you are uh, criticized as an appliance operator if you buy a radio that's kind of a software defined. You know, can you win the battle? You're just dealing with a lot of, like what our country is today. We're divided. We're divided at every turn. Every turn leaves you with a bit of an argument or a bit of a a contest over it. That's a damn good limb right there. You know, I use this limb. I'm underneath this big old oak tree out in the woods, not too far away from my other stuff, near the uh, antenna garden. But um, not quite ideal. This this would be quite, a, you know, this would be like a good, oh, I'll figure it out and talk to you later about it. But that's a high limb, and that tree must have grown some. That has a good limb. That's a good, <laughs> you sit under your trees and stare up there until your neck hurts? Yes, you do, you some bitch. Yes, you do, I do too, Jimmy. And I think of us. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you know, adding to increasing privileges for technicians, saving amateur radio. Does it come through? Hey, if you're gonna balk at the ARRL for suggesting more privileges on HF for new technicians, hey, let's consider this. Let's reach out to women and people of color. Which one, which of those options? Which of, do, do you like either of those options? And I'm not on either side of the technician. When I was uh, getting my uh, technician, I was busy, hard studying for my general. My goal was HF. I wouldn't have known what to done, what to done on HF as a technician. And maybe that's the point of the people who who don't necessarily want to see those privileges expanded. I felt like I earned mine, you know, and I think that's a great deal. Here comes a little more rain, but we're okay. I got my technician. I felt like I earned it. It felt like I got in there and I had a general understanding. Then I wanted to get my general, you know, I wanted to get to the HF where the magic happens for me. So, uh, you know, I don't have an opinion on that really beyond we're going to save it. I think kids clearly are the future. Uh, I was happy to see the young man um, who won the, uh, what is it, in uh, Huntsville, the Young Ham of the Year, the Bill Pasternak Award, uh, was a young man of color, you know? I'm not sure what, what part of the, uh, the country he's from. I haven't met him yet and don't want to guess, um, but uh, it was a you know, it's a great thing, and I believe he said something about amateur radio being like a great stepping stone into electronics and engineering, and you know, it's true. So, very cool. Think about that. All right, Neil, I've pretty much ran everybody off now, but if anybody didn't manage to stay, here's Neil Rapp. Hello again, everyone. I'm Neil, WB9VPG from Ham Talk Live and the Next Gen Contesters contributing editor to the National Contest Journal, here with another tip about getting young people into amateur radio. This month, I want to talk about digital modes. It may seem obvious that sideband is the easiest way to get youth on the air quickly, but the digital modes may be just as good of a method for these young people because they text a lot. They use all these different texting apps and social media apps. And so a lot of them still have mic fright. And we've talked about scripting things and having predetermined questions to use for voice contacts. But digital contacts may be another solution to that problem. So a mode like PSK31 gives them a little bit of the experience of using macros, depending on what software you use, but also allows them to freeform text to other people. And so that might be a good thing. And and one thing I like to do with PSK31 is when I explain it to them and show them what's going on and talk about how you can have all these multiple conversations going on on the same frequency, is I like to put it on speakers. So instead of running the audio into the radio, I run the audio into a speaker so that they can hear as I change and click up and down the waterfall 
It changes the pitch of the audio so they can hear, okay, here's this little stream down here, and then here's this stream up here. And the computer can filter those things out and figure out what's going on so you can have multiple conversations at once. So PSK31 might be a good option. Of course, you know, FT8 and FT4 and JT65 and some of these newer modes are great, but there's a lot of macros there. And, and again, you know, if they don't have anything to really talk about, that may be a good option for them. So Again, it kind of depends on who you're working with. But don't forget about the digital modes. Uh, That may be a great way to introduce young people into amateur radio. For 100 watts and a wire, this is Neil, WB9VPG. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed station, portable and remote. Matching your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. Our focus is on anticipating and meeting our customers' needs and providing them with world-class support as they install and use our products. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable when you sell it, with no paperwork required. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. King Zero, shake the house on 100 watts and a wire. All right, we're going to leave it there for this week. I appreciate you. I hope you are uh, paying attention to the things that are going on in the world, thinking for yourself. Get away from the almost dropped an F-bomb. The reality is is I could do that here, but I, uh, I choose not to because I know my children will one day listen. And uh, they guide me more than than anything else or offending you. But uh, just think for yourself. Get away from your television. Get away from a 24-7 barrage of stuff. Get out and enjoy the environment, the open spaces. Uh, Try to enjoy the uh, final weeks of summer. The core temperatures are coming. I'm excited about that. And I want to get out and operate portable again. Yeah, I want to get out and operate portable. It's been a busy uh, couple of summers. And I feel like I, I want to get back out and activate, you know, islands. You know, I was reading about it. There's an island close by to me. When you think of islands, you may think like me. I'm like, oh, Caribbean? No, dude. No. There's an island uh, right out in the Missouri River. And several not very far from me. However, I uh, need boats. I need a boat to get there because it's kind of like an expedition and you don't want to play on the uh, the Missouri or the Mississippi River. It is not, uh, it's no joke, but uh, islands on the air. That to me is a, a cool, that's a cool kind of thing, man. I don't know. I haven't studied it much. It's new to me, but uh, I'm interested. And, of course, get out to your parks. Any park, man. Go any park. You know, state park, local park. I like municipalities. Who cares? Get out and enjoy these open spaces while you can. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts and a Wire community, visit 100wattsandawire.com.